Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 332. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Hello. And Tony Katz. Yes, hello, hello. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our sports podcast right after this. Um, little teaser before we get uh, uh, get started here. We have not one, but two games that we're going to be playing on the uh, on the pod today, so... Stay tuned for that. Get a get a pencil out and piece of paper and, and play along with us. It's going to be great. Uh, first things first, we are in the heat of summer, the high heat of summer, guys. And I don't know if I'm just forgetful or this is a new thing for our region, but we are seeing a 12 UV in uh, Orange County these days. Uh, I, I, I never, I, to my knowledge, I have never seen it higher than 11. It can go higher in places in like Australia and shit can hit like 13 or 14, but I do not recall ever seeing a 12. Maybe I'm, I'm just forgetting, but we have a 12 now. What that translates to, if you're wondering, by the way, is a sunburn in 10 minutes, potentially, depending on who you are. Myself, five minutes. Yeah, my, yeah, same here. We have uh, the sun yeah, is a it's dick, not worth it. um, yeah. and so yeah, that's terrifying. Um, so just beware. Uh, when I was younger, we'd go to the beach, Andy and I, you know, every day basically in the summer if we could find a ride. And I was always convinced after three o'clock you couldn't get a sunburn, but that's when I was probably doing a lot of damage uh, to myself because well, that's what I thought too. High at three still. It's like more like five o'clock. I think, yeah. It says there after six, but yeah, I mean, four, four thirty is kind of where it really starts going. You wanted it to be at like a five or, or lower. So, uh, <clears throat> right now it's, uh, six twenty in, uh, Tustin, California. And it says our UV index is a one right now. Yeah. yeah so it's good. Yeah. Nothing to worry about it. It's still 79 degrees. I'm showing, uh, the heat has begun. Yeah. I'm showing that too, but yeah, we're into, we're into those times where, uh, what I was noticing last night, and I'm sure you guys, uh, this is when I always know it's summertime and I, you always forget about it until it is summertime is, uh, feels like the, some, a lot more tossing and turning at night Oh yeah, where it's, it's like, sometimes it just feels like you can't, can't get comfortable because it is a little hot. You're a little more sticky feel like to the bed sheets yeah. and you're just kind of moving around a little bit more. And I'm just like the last, like, you know, like uh, it just hasn't been. It just takes away from a little. You want to have Plus, your you know, window open, but you're nervous about Michael Ramirez. Michael Ramirez. Oh, was Richard that his name? Ramirez. He's I mean, worried about Michael Ramirez. <laughs> who's who's Michael Ramirez? You haven't though? heard of that killer? Someone need to be to, need to be worried about. <laughs> He's like, oh shit, never mind. That's the, my uh, boss. <laughs> but no, actually, you can't leave your windows open just because at, at least where I'm at, the humidity is insane. Um, Six a.m. It's ninety-three percent humidity. Yeah. Really. Uh, by Jeez. eight eight thirty. I keep a sweet spot at about 70% is where I'm saying no thanks to, to the outside air. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, it's there's a brief window at night where I, I have the window open uh, until it hits that 70% uh, humidity, then I shut it down. Yeah, but I don't know. this. Maybe it's becoming a, a rainforest over here or something. We're going to get the Everglades. Yeah, and I also saw that uh, there's a chance of, uh, like, 50% chance of yeah. thunderstorms. Now, that I want to just say, like, but Dallas rains, thanks, but no thanks, you dick. Don't get our hopes all high for a thunderstorm, you know, yeah, six days away, only to be like, a oh, fake out, you idiot. It's going to be hot, that's all. Yeah, I already saw I already saw that it went from, uh, 
from the thunderstorms were supposed to go from were like 50 40 saturday and sunday and now they're already down to sunday and monday which you're going to look at that by by a thursday afternoon friday morning and it's going to be uh yeah. they're going to be gone you won't even see they the just little do that to keep you graphic coming anymore. back like they know what they're doing but yeah i really think they don't know what they're doing no yeah. what they're saying at least Not- I it's my thought is yeah it's just it's too unpredictable it? here. I do like to say what, this is where you 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 come mm-hmm. to start out as a weatherman because it's not very hard to say oh yeah it's gonna be sunny today, but the show is like you know hurricane or the uh, the tornado belt chain you know like that's where you have real meteorologists that are like you know uh, foreman level uh, uh, yes exactly or uh, they know what they're doing over there. Um, our weathermen women are aren't having to tell you a whole lot other than like a coastal eddy um which isn't very hard to to learn about all right well let's just be aware use some sunscreen while you're while you're outside because the sun is a jerk the other thing i wanted to talk about and i've been trying to think about like how to make sense of this and if it's even worth making sense of it um i think people really like action movies and i think they really like the fast and the furious movies um now hear me out here guys so everyone wants to be able to go you know creed on someone or with the expendables and and, you know whoop ass if you will but a lot of people eat at mcdonald's and don't go to the gym and so it's really hard to do that side of things but what they can do is whiz around on the roads in their hyundai elantra uh, and pretend that they're, <laughs> you know, Vin Diesel. Um, have you guys noticed like an uptick in assholes just whizzing around, cutting through traffic? Maybe it's just because part of my job, I, I drive a lot. Tony, you, maybe you'll see this then too. Everyone's an asshole was, on the road. Yeah, I was just about to say, I, I drive a lot now, especially for my job. I'm uh, I'm in the car, you know, I would say out of my, from I get to work at 6.30, leave roughly at 3. I would say... Between six thirty and three, I'm probably in the car about six to six and a half hours. I would say, and uh, no, I, I definitely do. I uh, today, actually, in fact, there was multiple multiple times today I got cut off. Like you know, people just. But the thing that upsets me about that is they'll cut you off, but it's like when then when they have to yeah. like slam on their brakes, and it's like you know I got to slam on mine. It's like I've driven some. You know, this was back in when I was a more of a laborer, but I've driven some trucks before that. They can't break as quickly as you think. So when somebody cuts you off like that and they just like then slam their brakes, it's like, hey, there's, you know, it's not guaranteed that this thing doesn't go straight through your yeah. uh, your back seat. And you got to be careful. I understand, you know, cars are faster and all of that stuff these days versus, you know, a 1960s Buick. But are, you know, people viewing, you know, Hobbs and Shaw and Vin Diesel driving a car off a skyscraper into another skyscraper and be like, I could do that. And then they're like, shit, I'm going to go tear up the 57 Uh, right now. You watch. I don't know if it's necessarily that as much as it's just, uh, I think people in Southern California in general are just crazy drivers. But also I did see a kid today uh, out when I was out in Mission Viejo, I was on a, I think it was like, fuck. um, It was a road out there, like Los Alisos or El Toro Road. I think it was El Toro Road or something like that. And he was, he was definitely uh, moving the whole time you could tell he was just a kid and at times when i see that i try to like bite my tongue with that because i'm like you know what i mean i can't be mad because i was once 19 20 years old 
driving around in my uh, whatever I had, like a yeah. reckless idiot. I, so it's I like, always drove just like I was a seven-year-old driving fast as a kid. Chief. <laughs> I believe that. I believe that. I wouldn't say retired police chief. My uh, my um, stepdad is a retired cop. Uh, and he's 60 and he just drove out to uh, Idaho where they're uh, from Vegas. And too. I guess it takes like eight hours and he still made it out there in the same in the same time oh, wow. with a with a trailer. And my mom's like, well, you know, he they just he Put was the once a cop. They the just hood, drive like fast. And I'm like, so. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah. It's just something I was thinking about um, every every day. It, 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 you should do the research. But how? Just like conduct some studies. You know, like find out. Put in a throw uh, yeah, like a, a, journal, a questionnaire. Yeah, like I can prove like link to into cars that are assholes. Like, hey, you mind filling that out? I'd really yeah. no, love to know why you're such a dick on the road. Get some get some yeah. feedback. That'd be maybe I'll do that, Andy. Yeah, yeah that's how you take Vin Diesel down. If you can prove he causes twenty yeah. percent more accidents. Ugh, oh. oh boy! All right, uh, let's talk about Xbox and Activision. So uh, today, Xbox was uh, approved to purchase Activision. So Activision is uh, uh, the biggest video game company that isn't also one of the like platform makers. So they're just they just make games. Um, if you don't know the name, they're best known they for Tony the Hawk Call of Duty also. franchise. Um, they also own yeah, they had Tony Hawk, Crash Bandicoot, uh, some other stuff. Um, they also bought Blizzard like oh. twenty years ago, so they own all the Blizzard stuff. Um, so World of Warcraft and Diablo. Um, the other the other interesting part is uh, Xbox bought a couple um, Orange County video game studios like five years ago, and now that they own well, own Blizzard too, they basically have the entire Orange County yeah. video game. Blizzard's right down markets. the street. Um, but yeah, this is this is a yeah this was a big deal. Uh, it's been for like two years they've been trying to get this through um, because it's just a huge bit of consolidation. Like I said, this was the biggest. Uh, a company out there that's just in the business of making the games. Um, but Xbox argued, like, hey, we're in a distant third, actually, be behind Sony and Nintendo. Um, so that argument ended up winning out. But, um, yeah, they've said that Call of Duty is not going to become, like, an exclusive Xbox game because that's basically all the governments across the world are like, you can't do that, you can't do that. And they're like, okay, we promise we won't. Um, but, yeah, it is, it is big news. So, yeah, don't, don't talk too much about video games here, but this is a this is a it's a big deal for the entertainment industry as a whole, which includes video games. But, um, that's a very, very big company that's no longer going to be independent. Um, and one of the reasons Activision sold is because their longtime CEO has had like a ton of problems, different mismanagement, not necessarily, you know, bad behavior from him, but just throughout all the different companies. Um, and I think they're just kind of looking to get this guy out. We could just buy out this company and then we don't have to worry about that. Like Activision was being sued by the state of California for labor practices. Um, and that stuff just kind of will go away. Now it's like, all right, you're owned by Microsoft, which has good labor practices. It's a huge company. Uh, they make so much money that they can actually don't have to like cheat people. They can just kind of pay people a ton of money and be nice for the most part. So um, yeah, that's so that, that was today that that was a, Officially approved. Right. So, okay, uh, back to uh, play Electra again. Uh, Jennifer Garner. What is that? Like thirteen years ago or twenty years ago? Uh, probably more that than that. Daredevil. Twenty years ago, uh, there was uh, yeah, there was a movie called Daredevil with Ben Affleck. Um, 
And Jennifer Garner was in it as Electra, another like hero character. And then they ended up getting married and having a family and then getting divorced. So <laughs> that's how long this has been. Real life, right? Uh, not, not, yeah, the, not the characters. Yeah. Um, but this has been confirmed that she's going to appear in Deadpool 3. And there are some strong rumors, strong evidence that they, they know what Deadpool 3 will be about. So we did know that Deadpool 3 oh, is going God. to be a multiverse movie. And we know that it will at some point take place in the MCU. Um, so the rumor is that in Deadpool 3, uh, Deadpool will travel among the different universes of comic book franchises that are now dead because of Marvel owning all of it now, um, which would include Daredevil, um, Hugh Jackman's returning as Wolverine. Um, but the other ones that might be included are like uh, the Fantastic Four movies with Chris Evans. Remember those? I never even saw those, but... Um, there are other some other ones that were just kind of independent, or so all the ones that were that were done by Fox in the um, early two thousands that they were Marvel characters, but they weren't part of Marvel because there was no Marvel like movies back then. Um, so that, that's a neat idea that Deadpool go and kill off all the universes and uh, reset everything with all of those characters. Um, there were some some leaked photos from from the set with uh, Hugh Jackman in a pretty cool looking Wolverine costume, so. Um, yeah, there's been a million multiverse movies, and it looks like this one is uh, really going to make fun of that idea and you know do it the, how Deadpool needs to do it. Um, so sounds sounds neat, sounds fun. Um, I think Deadpool's a it's a fun refresh, uh, it's a refreshing, different type of thing um, that I think works. That uh, you know every few years we get a Deadpool movie versus uh, the 95 other comic book movies that we get. All right. Well, this one I am excited about. uh, Michael Mann's Ferrari. Yeah, it was announced this week that this will premiere at the Venice Film Festival in September. Um, And it got a distributor. So this was, uh, I guess, independently financed. And you would think that that this movie would uh, get a big distributor but it's uh it's going with neon which uh, neon films is a, is a company that's not a household name but um i'm i very much enjoy um they're people know a24 they're basically on the same level in my mind now um a couple of my movies on my top five from last week were from neon um and they, they have a, a deal with hulu all their movies end up coming to hulu uh, eventually but they are still an in, in independent <laughs> distributor um so this was like the most money they ever spent to uh you know, bring on a movie. Um, but it does mean we should see, we should probably get a trailer pretty soon if it's going to premiere uh, in just a couple months. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited. I've seen some pictures of it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. All right. I still want to see um, Frank Grillo played um, Lamborghini. And that. Yeah, that seems like the, it seems like they made the cheap exactly. knockoff of this movie um, already. <laughs> But, I mean, it is a different person. So, the story, <laughs> if I remember correctly, uh, I mean, he, Lamborghini went over there. He made tractors and had an idea to improve on the motor of Ferrari. Yeah. And he got laughed out of the room. He's like, go make your tractors, you, you nerd, basically. And so, he started a Lamborghini. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. All right. Yeah. Um, box office, no, uh, I'm going to say for Tony, box office mustard. <laughs> Ketchup. Yeah, that was a, a inside joke here. 
because uh, they said box office catch up, and for whatever reason, I uh, yeah. heard, uh, for a what, week I don't ago even know why I assumed the condiment catch up. July. Uh, yeah, Fourth of July. I definitely had a few. Well, we did have. Uh, so I made some some good sausages on Fourth of July and had some leftovers. And, you know, we 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 had one last. Yeah, because last, last week, week it was yeah. just uh, Andy and I that did the podcast, and yeah, we did it a day late, and yeah, we had some Pretty leftover good. sausages. Yeah, so uh, we don't report on the box office every week, um, but I do like to take a look at it every now and then. Um, there's been some some mixed signals with the box office this year. Um, through the first six months, uh, the box office is about, uh, it was like 20% above last year's pace, which is good, but it's still like 20% below 2019. And that's before inflation even. So if you factor in inflation, it's really significantly down since 2019. Yeah. So, uh, it's, it's, it's not great that we haven't, we're not, we're not ever going to recover to what it was. It looks like, uh, just people have changed. Uh, people who went to the movies, you know, 10 times a year didn't go for two years and they're kind of like, all right, I guess I'm fine with that. And they can just wait for everything on streaming or, or whatever. Or they'll go, we used to go 10 years, well, 10 also, times a year and now they'll go twice a year or something. It's like um, yeah, 35 bucks for two recover. people to go to a movie and it'll be, you can buy it for 20 like three weeks so, later. So I've heard that a lot. I do want to, I would be interested to see has ticket prices actually outpaced inflation? Because I've heard that excuse, but I've also heard that excuse for the last 20 years. Um, you know, 20 years ago, people were like, can you believe it's $15 for two tickets? So it just, I don't know if ticket prices have really outpaced inflation. Um, and also, it's just so variable. I, I hear people, see, I'll see on the internet, people will be like, it costs $32 it does, for a ticket like, now. In I'm LA, like, no, it doesn't. Like I fucking live in this the world. The light was probably $32. Where, like, where is that? Yeah. Jeez, Andy. Yeah, they also like jerk you off in the seat or something. Like, what the fuck's going on here? Like, I, I've seen it. That's coming up, though. That's next, probably. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm sure it exists. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Pee Herman, Herman was ahead of the curve on that one. But I think he did it to himself. I mean, I'm just visioning, like, if there's, like, a special chair where, like, you know, you get these. Yeah, just I a robot does China. it. You don't even need a human being. Like a, or, or, yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry for that uh, distraction there. Um, but yeah, like AMC is seventeen dollars. That's insane. Where I am, and that's really high. I would never pay that price. You can you can go get a matinee for nine dollars still at at Cinemark, and it's like, all right, guys, it's not. It doesn't. But you don't at really the same need time, if the movies are movies. coming out to iTunes or wherever to buy a month later for twenty bucks, or rent for seven, everyone has a Humongatron. Andy, you have a sixty-five inch TV. I'm three feet away from it right now. Yeah, no, there, there's a lot of reasons why. But you have movies like Oppenheimer. That is one of them. Where I, I, I don't think it's a That shouldn't even be released like to the public. You should only be able to see that in theaters. It should just constantly have a screen at a theater. Yeah. He should yeah, have his own set Nolan of theaters where you just... Go. Any Christopher Nolan movie playing all day. Yeah. Yeah. Just replay them over idea. and over. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, we'll give like the update here of the, the big movies so far this year. We've... We've got a top 10 of mostly disappointments, which is kind of like a little bit of irony. Like you think, oh, you made the top 10. That's good. But uh, a lot of them are are flops based on their budgets. But um, yeah, starting at number one is not a flop. Super Mario Brothers movie, almost 600 million domestic. That is like the one true success. It's a unquestioned success. Uh, Yeah, nostalgia. I think the thing that helped that was it's good for all ages. Like Sean just mentioned, his nephew loved it. But then it's like people our age in our early 30s grew up playing the video game and everything and we yeah. grew up with those characters so to, uh, I still haven't seen it 
So, but yeah, I think I it's, it's going yeah, to be on trailer Peacock for it on soon. Peacock. So I thought it was already free there. on streaming for people. Yeah. So they, they've held that for a while, um, which is good on them. They're making more money. Um, across the Spider-Verse, I think is the surprise hit of the year number, at number two. Again, I said it's the best movie of the year and that's, it's deserving of, of its box office. It's going to end up making almost twice as much as its predecessor. And that was again, the before times when movies didn't make as much. So this is a really, Big shock to do that. Uh, Gardens of Galaxy 3, 360 million. That's pretty good. Kind of middle of the road for a Marvel movie, but that's better than like a flop, which they've gotten on some of them. Uh, Little Mermaid, almost 300 million. That's where we get kind of, kind of get shaky is that's not great for them. They wanted more than 300 million, even though that's a ton of money. Uh, it's, it's not a great result. Um, Ant-Man is still number five and that's, that's the depressing part. Ant-Man, Three was a big disappointment at only 215 million. You know, that is still number five. Especially since that movie came out in February, too. Yeah. Um, and then six and seven, we have a couple <clears throat> moderately budgeted big successes. John Wick Chapter 4 and Creed 3. Um, and that's why I said that these next few movies are disappointing because they, you would never think they would, uh, John Wick and Creed 3 would beat out these big franchises, yet they did. So at number eight, Transformers Rise of the Beast, 150 million. Um, you know, back in the back in the day, the Michael Bay movies made three hundred million plus, um, and that was before inflation. So you say like the the first Michael Bay movie probably made like five hundred million adjusted for inflation, and now here we are, fifteen years later, and they're going to struggle to get to uh, one fifty here. Um, Fast X, one hundred forty five million. Go back to the last Paul Walker one. I think that that made over three hundred fifty million or something. So big decline here. And then here's the one that is that kind of kills me at number ten. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, 125 million. This, this is going to be the worst box office bomb of all time. <laughs> and Harrison Ford does not deserve that. Uh, this movie costs like $350 million to make, which is ridiculous that they allowed that to happen. I'm sure that's not what the initial budget was. Um, I still want to see it. And it's just not even going to come close. Um, yeah. And it, and it's not bad. It's not deserving of this. And it is just a giant mystery. As to what happened, why are people really not interested? I don't talk to too many like 20 year olds, but I would imagine they still liked Indiana Jones. That the ride is still super popular, but maybe it's just not that we live in Orange County, so more <laughs> people are familiar with that. Like, um, I just thought Indiana Jones was still popular, but like this is a huge decline, even from the last movie, which was uh 15 years ago. Um, it's not even going to come close to making what that movie made. And that movie, of course, was not well received at all. Um, yeah. And so the fact that that is going to make more than this movie did 15 years ago is, is, is a bad sign. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of where we are at the box office. I mean, the other big flop of the year is the flash, which is similar in that, like, uh, Michael Keaton was in the lead, but it was a big deal for people my age and older that, Michael Keaton is coming back as Batman. Oh, and like, the, well, nobody cares. The Flash like, so. is a creepy guy. Um, there's some other issues. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's a lot of other issues there. But that's also a very high-budget movie that's barely <laughs> barely crossed 100. Um, but yeah, the last box office thing I wanted to talk about was a surprise box office success. Um, I don't know why it's not showing up on this. Oh, here it is. At number 21 on the year, movie that just got released this past yeah. week. Sound of Freedom. Uh, Jim Caviezel. Already made $43 million. Or $46 million. Um, a movie I've never heard of. I know I know all the movies that are coming out. So I, I had a lot of um, 
friends of mine, friends, dads and whatnot post about this movie today. And they talked about the fact that a lot of people didn't hear about it because a lot of the big Hollywood people movies like, you know, weren't backing it. Cause I think a lot of people don't want people to see this movie and cause it is about the children's sex trafficking. So it is, of course, you get those conspiracies of like, you know, Hollywood doesn't want people to know about this, but a word of mouth from, you know, the right people gets out and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's getting some, I mean, the first time I heard about it today was through multiple people's Instagram stories. So it is starting to like leak to people. And, um, uh, I think cause of that, people are going to start to maybe yep. go check it out. So it doesn't surprise I've, me. That I've heard I it's great. Uh, I think you and I saw Caviezel at an angel game a few years ago, right? We did. Tony? Yeah. He's the one that played uh, Jesus, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he, uh, yeah, and I mean, I didn't even know who that was. But yeah, we were sitting a couple rows up, and the uh, guy he was with was uh, Mike Sweeney, a former Royals legend, because they were playing the Royals, and we were um, we were right there. But yeah. Yeah. So what's interesting about this, and I'll probably get pushed back right here, but oh boy. Um, one of my theories as to why the box office hasn't recovered is that our, our culture kind of has changed over, definitely over the last 10 years, but I think even over the last... Four years, I think COVID kind of did a number on society. Um, but there's a lot more people who believe in conspiracies and that kind of stuff. Um, just way more politically polarized. I think there's a large section of the population that is basically like Hollywood. Those are all creepy perverts. I want no part of it. I won't watch these movies, which is, you know, that's not something I believe. There are definitely problems well, with yeah, pe- there's, producers there's being good and shitty. bad and everything. I don't think the entire industry is actually. Uh, doing child, child sex trafficking. Those are <laughs> no. stupid Mel conspiracies Gibson and to me. Jim Caviezel alone uh, are, are reasons for that. that um, like, I don't think, uh, you know, uh, Kathleen Kennedy runs a sex trafficking ring or anything like that. Is that your aunt? Um, no, that's, that's, the, that's the Lucasfilm person that everyone hates. Um, uh, I've never even heard of her. Yeah. I mean, she, she worked with Spielberg and Lucas for forever, and now she, she runs I mean, Lucasfilm. It's um, it, the whole thing she's is a woman running Lucasfilm people. They're artists. So they're going to be weird by nature. Um, a lot of them are just weird and like, you know, they're, that they're just weird. A lot of them are, but a lot of them are weird to the degree that's not acceptable uh, in modern society. I don't know where that number falls, but I'm sure any number is gross, but I don't think Hollywood producers are. I don't know. Talk to Corey. Hey, or Corey Feldman. Andy. Secret- and that was a. I think it was a different era. I think it's a little different. Um, but it's like Harvey Weinstein was a big time producer, and he was a creep. But you know, he was you know sexually assaulting um, adult women. That's it's. Well, this, yeah, this I mean, stuff is getting is way out there to me. I'm not saying um, all, I'm it's sure all kid stuff that they're doing, but yeah. I'm saying a lot of them are just creeps in general. Yeah, maybe but, I mean, they that, are. I don't know, but. I don't think so. What, what I'm getting at is this movie comes along and has a different angle. And I imagine that the audience that's seeing this is a very different audience um, than would go see Indiana Jones 5 or. Yeah. I don't think else. you're taking your family um, to go see that. <laughs> well, which, which, I mean, Timmy, you want to go watch the think, Sounds of Freedom? Yeah. I bet you're going to hold my hand gun, now. <laughs> why Top Gun was so successful last year is it does appeal to um, a more conservative audience as well. It also appealed to women too, which helped. I think it appealed to everyone. That's that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but I mean, I think yeah, yeah. But I think yeah, I think there's a, a group of people that kind of have bought into. I can't support anything coming out of Hollywood because 
they're all pedophiles or something. And it's like, I don't think this I think it goes above helpful. just. Although this is not about Hollywood. Really this is, this is like a real story, I believe. Well, I think yeah. it's even, I mean, yeah, we're just hooked on Hollywood here. I mean, we're, I'm sure it is a big problem is in, uh, is in like these Central America, South American countries. Well, I think we're the. This takes place in Honduras. Didn't they say, or did someone, or maybe this is total bullshit, but isn't that the biggest consumer is the United States of kids? Yeah. I mean, maybe. I mean, there's a lot oh, of consumer? us here. Consumer, I believe. Yeah. Like people here there's definitely buy a lot of weirdos kids. out there. Because I don't know. People are so creepy. No, they really are. I mean, I mean everybody's creepy. Like, this is a big world. I don't know. But I, uh, yeah, because I, I know uh, there was an instance <coughs> I witnessed uh, at the local liquor store by my house. A lot of weird people hang out there. And the guy that works there is, they're, they're like um, Indian family, Muslim family. I don't know. They're family. But they're, uh, he's a really cool guy. And this guy, Mexican guy, but like Mexican American guy was up at the front and he had his two little daughters with him. And the guy that was behind him was one of the guys that hangs out outside because they have a lot of those guys that hang out outside. They're just homeless looking guys. They're just like asking people for money so they can get their $1.75 Tecate light tall can or something like that. And they play their scratchers and all that shit. And he looked at the little girl behind the guy and he was like, oh, your daughter's really beautiful. Like, and you know, we're talking six, seven years old. And then the guy was just kind of like, yeah, thanks. And like left. And when he went up to the counter, the guy looked at him and said, don't you ever fucking say something like that again in my store to like some little girl, like, you know, like something like that. And I was like behind him, like, hell yeah, dude. Like, cause they, I mean, he obviously probably knows this guy because the guy's, uh, hangs out outside his liquor store all the time. So he's gotten to know this guy. So he knew it wasn't coming from like, it was coming from more of a, a pedophile creepy type way than just like giving a guy a compliment. Like, Oh, you got lovely, you know, children here or whatever. But I remember like, you know, it is crazy. And I mean, it's like, that's how quickly, Shit can happen too. I mean, that guy, you know, was had his, you know, girls in a, you know, good spot. But I'm saying, like, if they had just wandered away for a little bit, that's one of those things out of the movie where you turn around, and you're like, hey, where's your sister? And it's like, I don't know. And then all of a sudden, you see like three cars drive by and you're or drive away, and you're like, what the fuck? But yeah. But anyway, I think we uh we talked about that in a lot more depth than I thought we were. Yeah, uh, let's. We didn't. We didn't use this to transition to uh one of the game number one, which actually is perfect uh, timing, Andy. Sorry if I'm stealing your thunder, and you wanted to play your game. You you can play yours next. Uh, there's a big movie coming out this week, and uh, we're gonna play a game where you're gonna guess. I'll give you some options, but which I think might make it too easy for Andy, but we'll see. Uh, but. Guess the movie star's highest-grossing box office movie. And uh, these stars are for... Like, ever? Yes. But I'm going to give you a list for each of them. You know, a handful of... How about... Don't give me the list. Let me see if I can okay. guess. And then give we Tony do that. multiple choice. Uh, so, for Mission Impossible. So, uh, we'll start things out with, uh, obviously, Tom Cruise, the, the main star here. Andy, take a guess at what his... Biggest uh, movie of all time. Yeah, this, is a, this is a, a softball here, a little uh, you know, underhand yeah, Obviously, pitch. I don't need a multiple choice for this. It's uh, last year's Top Gun Maverick. guess the number? Uh, it was like 600 plus, I think. I'll, Maybe uh, 600 plus? <laughs> Anything above? Oh, I have to like, get closest. I'm going to say six fifty one. I don't know. I want to say anything over 100 million. <laughs> uh, over a buck, uh, I think. Anything. I'm going to say... It was risky business. No, I'm just kidding. I will obviously also say Top Gun Maverick, just because Andy seemed very confident. 
And he says over 600 million. He's, or what did you say? 600 and. I said 650. It might be 700. I was going to say, I'm going to say. No, I think it is over 700. I'm going to say 775. Like 775 million. All right. And just so we can play the game all the way through, I gave some options. Mission Impossible Fallout, Top Gun Maverick, War of the Worlds, and The Firm. Uh, and yeah, so uh, Top Gun Maverick uh, ended up at 1.4 billion total. You know, it's weird. Okay. I had a feeling yeah. domestic. Yeah, that's I had a feeling it was million over box billion. Office. Okay, so Andy was close, uh, yeah. decently close box office because Avatar beat it pretty easily worldwide, but I think Top Gun still won yeah. domestically. That's how that shook mm-hmm. out. All right, well, let's move on down the list. Uh, he was in a lot more of these than I thought. Simon Pegg. Um, I, I know this one. I don't too. Even know who the oh, hell Simon on. Pegg is. Yeah. Shaun of the Dead. You know, you've ever seen? I've, I don't redheaded guy, maybe, oh. but I still don't have a. Even if I have, I haven't. I don't see a face. I don't know. British what it looks red like. hair. You should watch that. It's very good. No, I, I might have seen Shaun of the Dead, but I'm just saying yeah. I can't think of a guy's face. I think it's, like it's a horror comedy. I, you don't like horror comedy because it's like you want it to be serious. But. No, I like the scary movies and the haunted yeah. house. Yeah. Those are my kind of horror comedies. Uh, zombie ones, I just don't like in general. So it doesn't matter if they're comedies or not. Movie. So does it count anything that he was in? Yes. Uh, then it is obviously Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. <laughs> Let me hear the multiple choice one, Sean. Uh, I suppose there's a chance I miss that, but I don't have that on my list. Okay, anyway, so. he, he might be uncredited. Yeah. He might be uncredited. Then I then it is not Star Wars, but Star Trek Into Darkness. Okay, I was just naming <laughs> stuff. Do you want me to give you the options, Tony? I mean, yeah, or I'll just say Star Trek. I mean. If it's Star Trek, I can save everyone the time. It is not Star Trek. Okay. So then, yeah, I had let's Star the Trek, options. Mission Impossible 3, Ready Player okay. 1, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, Shaun of the Dead, and Mission Impossible Fallout. Okay. Like I said, I didn't know he was in that. I thought he was like a into a, a maybe the last two Mission Impossibles, but... Can I use my 50-50? He's <laughs> been in all of them. He's been in all of them since number three. Which, uh, what number are we even on um, right now? Six? Seven? Seven. Wow. Seven will be the new one. Uh, I I want to contest. I don't think any of these movies made more than Star Trek. I thought the second one made a ton of money, but maybe I'm wrong about that. Um, one of the Mission Impossible Fallout. I don't yeah, know. It's going to be Fallout uh, for $220 Fallout. Million. I think the yeah. Star Treks were like 173, oh, right. 175. I, really? I looked this morning and yesterday. So unless things changed, Andy. All right, next, uh, one of my favorites, oh, and he, I don't have a whole lot of options here, so this should be a fast one. Ving Rhames. Uh, obviously, yeah, Con yeah, Air. On, that's on here. <laughs> no. Uh, can we exclude the Mission Impossibles? Because I have to think it's got to be one of them. We cannot. Well, then it's probably Mission Impossible Fallout. Tony? You want me to read you the options? Um, Piranha? Yes. Yeah. Mission Impossible 2? Con Air? Mission Impossible Fallout? Then I'm going to have to say Con Air. Could be Mission Impossible 2. But Con Air did Fallout 101. But I thought we... Fallout was 220. Yeah. reason I did those back-to-back, I, I figured Tony mm. might have even said on here he thought I was doing a trick. But yeah, Mission Impossible mm. Fallout, which I'd have to look up. Is that the one where they're in the Urka or whatever it's called in Dubai? I don't oh, know. I haven't God, got there yet. Andy, you're so weird with how you watch things. I'm I don't even watch these the in order. Time. They're action movies. It doesn't matter. All right. 
Shea well, Wiggum. Sounds like a Simpsons character I've, I've ever heard one. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Chief, Chief Wiggum, baby. So he is the the uh, one of the biggest side characters you've probably never heard his name. He's He's in yes, 19 exactly. HBO he shows. He is like a Oh god damn, I'm blanking on his name, Andy. Sam Rockwell. Where he was in everything and you never knew his name. He is that guy now. Andy, would you like to guess at all, or do you want me to give you some options? I have, this is going to be a hard one, I think. So, oh, really? Because I think I, I know two of them that are big money makers that he's in. Um, you might be out of date. When did you pull these numbers? Uh, I think this one was yesterday. Let's see. Two days ago? Um, okay. Well, I'm just saying, like, I wonder where your sources are. Um, but I'm going to guess across the Spider-Verse. He played uh, Captain Stacy in that, that film, and I just said it made $360 yeah. million already, so... Um, but I have another guess that I think made less so money. You're guessing for number two, <laughs> but made a shit ton. Yeah, I don't know. I'll say across the, the Spider Verse. Then fast also, Fast Nine, Joker, but Joker, Fast Six, and Across the Spider Verse. Uh, I'm sticking with Across the Spider Verse. I'm gonna have to say. <laughs> <laughs> Fast six. I don't know. So unfortunate timing with Andy doing his little rundown of movies. Uh, yeah, it's a, a wide margin at 357 yeah. for Spider-Man. All right. But I yeah, remember I don't remember joke. him in that. He just gets like murdered by clowns. Is that where he dies? Or that what happens? Yeah, he's he's trying to chase him like at the end of the movie. Uh, he's the cop. He's chasing him and he gets on the subway and then like the... Clowns all just yeah. like murder him on the subway. All right. Uh, help me say this guy's name. Carrie Ellis. Yeah, that's how you say it. Carrie Ellis. All right. Yeah. I'm going to go with Blackberry. <laughs> I don't think so. He was. He <laughs> was he uh, the Palm Pilot guy, wasn't he? Not? Um, uh, my guess in is a movie I referenced 20 minutes ago. Uh, Twister. Would you like me to read these off, Tony? So, Liar I don't Liar know any movies. What, uh, yeah, what? A Christmas Carol, mm, Saw, Final mm. Chapter, and Twister. Yeah. Okay, I'll say Twister also. Yeah, then. I didn't like this game. It wasn't my favorite when I came up with it because I knew Andy would know all of these. It was Twister uh, by a wide margin again. Uh, Andy's known all the entertainment ones. Yeah, I'm just trying to show off here. Andy needs to start doing more sports games because even then, Sean still like seems to beat me because he'll have like the weird random ones or or maybe not a Princess Bride or maybe Sean needs to come up with a sports game. Basketball related, and you guys would both dominate. Yeah, but you look anything up, you can make it any related. Larry Johnson, final answer. I don't know. All right. Well, I think uh, did Andy have a game then? Or are we going to save yeah. that for next week? Or what's yeah, was the- that the last one? All right. Yes, I do have a game. Um, if you remember a few weeks ago when I did a game, I had a clue from the Mission Impossible oh, series yeah. was that it was based on a TV show. Stumped and uh, me. I think I uh, blew your guys' mind that it was based on a TV show. So I'm doing a game based on movies based on a TV show. There we go. Um, in honor of Mission Impossible. So I got uh, 11 here, actually. Um, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you one Jeopardy-style clue. And then I'm going to go with the year the movie came out, and then I'm going to start listing the actors that are in. Wait, say the last thing oh, that's, again? That's the order. Um, 
So I'm going to start mm-hmm. with like a Jeopardy t- style clue. And if you guys don't get it, then I'll go to the year the movie came out. And then I'll go to the okay. actor. I'll start with the third build actor okay, and it. make my way up to the top actor in the movie. So it'll, we'll, we'll see. It's, it's simple enough. Um, I'm going to start here with... Uh, all right. The first clue... Uh, Borat was in love with one of its stars. Wait, hold on. We're guessing the TV... I want to say... The TV show or movie. Baywatch, then. And that is the correct answer. Yes. Wow, very good. I was going to say the Ali G show, but I was like, no. Because yeah. that was also... Which could be in here, I guess. Oh, that's the other part of the rule. None of these are, like, continuations of TV shows. So that wouldn't count. Or, like, Entourage, like that wouldn't count. Okay. Well, um, so it's like that's, a re redo. That is and it isn't because I mean, Ali G is a character within the Ali G show, but then Borat's the same or Bruno. They didn't have what? shows called Bruno. No, and they don't. They don't count for this thing. The answer was Baywatch. I know, but I'm just saying those could have been okay. potential ones on your list. I know, and I'm not. None of them. None of them okay. are that. They're all like new, new takes on okay, the very thing. Good. New, new actors. Um, all right. Well, next one I have here. Uh, there is a new movie in the series coming out this year in the movie series, as well as a TV sh- a rebooted TV show currently airing as well. Hmm. I don't know what's coming out this year. That. <laughs> All right. So the TV show came out during the eighties. The movie, the first movie, came out in the year twenty fourteen. So there's a current, there's a new one coming out of the series. Miami Vice. I uh, can keep going here. Keep going. Third build actor is Chloe Grace Moretz. Okay. Are you guys not going to be able I to get that one? I know who this person is. is. The second one, Grace Moretz. You're not going to get the second person because I don't know who they are. Martin Sokas. And the first build actor that should give it away is Denzel Washington. What is he going to be in? Equalizer or something? The Equalizer. Oh. There you go. The Equalizer is a sh- I forgot there was a new one coming out. Yeah. And there's a Queen Latifah Equalizer no series. Oh, very good. I know, but my parents do because they're old people. It's on CBS. Because <laughs> it's on works. TV. We have to watch it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's, yeah. All right. The next one here. Uh, the show starred an actor named Peter DeLuise who... Directed over 10 episodes of R.L. Stein's oh. The Haunting Hour. Oh, boy. Um, and his co-star is a well-known wine connoisseur. In, re- in Johnny real Depp? life? <laughs> <laughs> or in the show or the movie. So is this uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street? <laughs> I'll give you the year of the movie. Uh, the show is an 80s television show. Uh, the movie came out in the year 2012. Oh, I know it. I know it. It's 21 Jump Street. It is 21 Jump Street. Yes. So the stars of that show were Johnny Depp and uh, Peter DeLuise. All right. Uh, Next one I got here. Uh, In this show, the team drives a van. A-team. But it's not Scooby-Doo. Oh, god damn. Uh, Sean got it, the A-team. There you go. I guess, yeah, both would have been Uh, acceptable. That's fine, just immediately. Well, I said the second part of the clue was it's not Scooby-Doo. I thought that's what Tony said, so you're just saying (laughs) he's wrong. Yeah. No, no, no. That was actually in the clue. It was just good timing. (laughs) I was just eager to. I knew it was going to be a trick one. All right. Uh, the next next clue. Uh, the Confederate flag plays Dukes an important hazard. role in this uh, series. Yeah, the Duke's a hazard. All right. Uh, all right. The next one I got here. The producer of this Florida-based show 
Uh, really likes Ferraris, which make an appearance in the show. No. Florida produced show. You said show? No, to pro- the producer of the Florida-based show. It takes place in Florida. Was oh, the Miami Vice then? Oh, God Miami. damn it. Oh, they got I you there, Sean. that. <laughs> it came, so, yeah. came back on you. <laughs> yeah, so Michael Mann, who was doing the Ferrari movie, he was a producer on, on Miami Vice back in the day, and then he turned it into a movie with Colin Farrell. So. Uh, something's happened. Um, I'm, the, I'm getting some the, lag on uh, some some audio here. Yeah, you do get lag. I'm sorry. So you're at a disadvantage. Like it's not, so. I'm missing All like right. four seconds here and there. Oh. We're, we're good now. Well, next clue. I didn't kill my wife. O.J. Simpson? No, that's uh, Harrison Ford and the Fugitive. <laughs> you're, you're supposed to shout it, it though, Andy, and then <laughs> I'm going to say, I don't okay, care. Okay, I wasn't doing the acting. Yeah, you got to do the Tommy Jones part. of the fun. And then you jump part. into the river. Yeah. All right, this is the tagline of the movie here. Back to save America from the 90s. This is the tagline that appears on the movie from poster. the 90s. Back was it the Spider Verse, Ninja Turtles. So this this movie this movie oh. came out in 1995, based on a 70s TV series. Mm-hmm. All right, third build actor is Christine Taylor. Second is uh, probably one of Tony's favorite, Shelley Long of Cheers from '95. Oh, Matilda. <laughs> oh, now I'm thinking of real based Pearl, on maybe. a TV show. Oh. Um, first build actor is Gary Cole. Gary Coleman? <laughs> no, just Gary <laughs> Cole. Taller. He's a, he's a uh, tall guy. Uh, save from the 90s? Because the premise is that they, the characters are still stuck in the 70s and now they're in the 90s in this movie. Wait, like, do they jump into the 90s? Or no, they just... because it it's older now? Yeah, they just take place in the 90s, and that's the comedy. It's like, why are these characters still acting like they're in the 70s? I like Gary Cole movies, and like- I'm sure I'm going to be, uh, you know, hitting myself for this. I have no idea. I think no, I can you give us one other thing? exhausted all my clues. Yeah, give us other, one last uh, thing. You know, it's hard to give a clue without giving give it away, but it's a... Let's say it's a blended family. It's a bunch? Uh-huh. The Brady Bunch. Is it really the Brady Bunch? It is the Brady Bunch. Yeah, I remember they were they were still yeah. acting like they were in the seventies and like that's such like a music uh, going on. Brushed under the rug movie for Did me. Like, Long- I barely remember oh, anything. She played about the mom. It. Played yeah, that's what I thought. And she was in Cheers, right? So she played the mom in the movie. Yeah, but of course she was the like main. She was the one, you know she left. And then I mean, then what's his face? Ben Stiller's wife, right? Didn't she play? That's Christine Taylor. Oh, if I would have known that was Christine Taylor. <laughs> All right, uh, got a got a few more here. Um, here's the clue: um, Are Bill Murray and Bernie Mac brothers? Uh, bad Santa. <laughs> Bill Murray. So this is a movie from the year Bernie 2000. Mister 3000. It's not Mister 3000. That was not a TV show. Oh, that's the whole TV game, show. Tony. Is it a movie? God. Oh, movies based on TV. Bernie shows. Mac and Bill oh. Murray. All right. Are they brothers? So is this supposed to be twins? That's an interesting... No, it's not twins. That was obviously Danny DeVito. All right. The third build actor is Lucy Liu. 
Charlie's uh, Angels. Charlie's Angels. I don't get because in the second one, Bill Murray did not come back. He's uh, replaced Bernie Mac, uh, who said, oh, "Well, we're brothers," and we're like, oh, "Yeah, right, I wouldn't have known that at all." Hmm. I don't. I don't think I saw yep. a second one. Which one had? Um, I don't know if I saw it. Uh, yeah. Crispin Glover. That was the first one, right? Yeah. I think it was the first one, which had Sam Rock. We're thinking of Hot Tub. That's the only one I've seen, and I just remember how weird it was. You know, that woo doodle doo doo, and they're fighting in an alley, and he has a cane, and he sniffs her hair after he cuts it off her head. Yeah, they're probably like, "What the hell?" Like that was not in the script, but let's let's keep it in there. Weird ass Crispin Glover. All right, we've got two more here. Um, The clue is uh, this family space show. Was rebooted for Netflix in 2018. Um, Futurama? No. The movie came out in 1998. And I'll just Thanks. tell you, it wasn't good. Conehead? <laughs> keep going. All right. Third build was Matt LeBlanc. Oh. You know, Joey from Friends. Yeah, no, I know that. And I don't I think don't you're like going to so. get this movie. <laughs> Second build, William Hurt. First build, Gary Oldman. And the show slash movie is Lost in Space. Yeah, I would have never. So they brought it back again for Netflix only to cancel it. But this was a terrible movie. Like, I remember renting it as a kid and be like, what the hell is this? No, I've never seen any of it. It's like terrible special effects. I I wouldn't have known it. Yeah. It was a a well-known, like, show from the old days, the 60s. All right, the last one. Uh, you can enjoy this with the family, maybe on like a Wednesday night or something. A beer. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. You want to read it again? Oh yeah. Well, you I was can enjoy this. A joke. You can enjoy this uh, series with the family, <clears throat> maybe on a Wednesday night. So I'm assuming that's the night it came out. Oh, going the wrong way. Oh, uh, the Adam's film came family? out in 1991. The Adams family. Oh shit, that was good. <laughs> Got to pay attention to the words. Wednesday, of course. I liked yeah. your game more than I liked mine, Andy. All right. Was... <laughs> well, I think it just... I should sit out the game, which just would just make <laughs> yeah, a tone. Be really <laughs> much of a game. All right. Well, very good. Um, shall we... You got to remember, Sean, this Andy's the trivia master also. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to stump Andy. Yeah. I mean, I thought of Lost in Space I've all never seen it. I... I... So. I just remember, I remember Joey from Friends and be like, oh, Joey from Friends is a I know movie. he had a show where he had white hair terrible. and everyone was like, that's surprising. Friends ended three years ago. That and, was from uh, like, that was recent. Yeah. I couldn't even tell you what that show was called. It didn't last. Yeah. Well, th- this movie came out during the reign of Friends. That's why. Nope. It was like. But yeah, I looked it up and apparently Gary Oldman becomes like a spider. I'm like, oh God. And I, lo- I watched the clip of it. And it's just like, oh, no, this is a disaster. Interesting. All right. Uh, should we talk about some trailers here? we got some great ones. Yeah, big week for trailers, uh, including Napoleon. So we've been waiting for this one uh, coming out Thanksgiving. So uh, we, we do have it confirmed that that is a regular theatrical release uh, followed by an Apple TV release. So my, my guess is that this will be out on Apple TV by Christmas. Um, but if you do want to check it out uh, before that, you'll have to go out to the theater. Um, but yeah, it's it's Walking Phoenix. I said he looked bored in the trailer, <laughs> uh, but I know he's one of our best actors, oh, and yeah. everything he's doing is intentional. I don't think he really phones in anything. Um, 
So he yeah, only we'll spoke works French for the entire duration of the film. That's all in English, just because he was that into it. It's not true. Well. Um, yeah, I, I'm very excited. I I can't say enough how much I just admire Ridley Ridley Scott. I think he's a treasure, and uh, we need to figure out how to like. We need to save some of his blood so that we can, you know, Jurassic Park him uh, just to keep him on the payroll and keep making movies that are better than, you know, what 99% of the other people in the Hollywood are making. I wouldn't give that idea to the uh, producers there. The Writers Guild would not uh, approve of that. Respect the art, (laughs) and he's better than 99% of those people. Uh, well, the next one I'm going to talk about here is actually uh, coming out pretty soon. A weird little release date here. Uh, the Nun 2 is coming out September 8th. So that's still technically the summer. There's um, there's always some decent horror movies that come out yeah, in like it's, mid-September, it's though. It's pre-Halloween. You'd think maybe October 8th would be a better date. But, you know, they, they want it out there. Andy, Halloween um, starts September 1st. I never watched The Nun. I know, I know. So I never watched The I Nun. Like but maybe I'll watch this one. I don't know because I can... Movies I, are I, free to me now. I think so. I saw the first one. I remember going with uh, someone, and uh, I remember her and I. I'm pretty sure we walked out. Like I think we even came at like a little like it's disrespectful, like 15, 20 minutes late, and then it was. I think it was like halfway through. It was like I think with like maybe like forty minutes. Left, it was like it was just get, we were just getting bored. So yeah, I think the so none got away because there's none too. So yeah, that was also. But when I think that they're first all one, prequels. When too. that first one came out, like twenty seventeen or something like that, twenty eighteen, probably around there. Um, it is such a good design though, which is like originated in Conjuring 2. Um, but yeah, just, it, it works just, you know, pale face, nun costume, teeth, you know, it's, uh, she's definitely a scary character. Yeah. They, they, they knew what they were doing with that. Nuns are scary. Yeah, I remember there's an episode of deep in the archives of our Tony's take where I talked about when I saw a real life outfit, nun. You know, like they're going to work. I really didn't know there were nuns still. Like and I remember looked over and I was they have churches pure so. pure shock. I don't know. I just well, always I just like how you're like like they're TV driving to work like at the, the tilt of the hills. They change when they get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, that was exactly that was what I said. that, was that made the best of that year, whatever year that was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come here. Yeah, best of when we hit like five hundred or something. Year. We should do. That. Yeah. There, yeah. There would be. That would be good, yeah, if we, we did get a clip of, like, our four or five best of episodes or however many we have, and we just got, like, Andy, the top. Andy, what you should like do is we should do a box five, set. Five from each of those. Count them down. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I just off the top of my head, I think my. Press it to vinyl. One of my number ones, I think, off the top of my head that still gets me every time was the back-to-back that Joe had when he went to the multi. Oh, how he God, saw the yeah, movie the with the multi-roomed house. house. And then he was like saying, "Oh, sorry, let me go like, get my aerobics a cube." Room house, like a lot of houses are multi rooms. <laughs> yeah, that was good stuff. That was a good one. There's a lot of good ones out there. Yeah. Uh, well, the next trailer I have is uh, a movie not releasing for this year. It's coming out next year in 2024. Something I never even heard was coming out, which I, you know, stay on top of things. Uh, Bob Marley, One Love. So Bob Marley biopic, which. Um, I don't know how many more they they have left to do. It seems like we're, uh, we're still have like a, getting all of them in a there. Beatles, um, we got the Bob uh, Dylan thing, Rolling Stones. I don't know if they'll ever do a. Oh, they will do. Bands, they won't do Andy. bands. I don't think. I think it's easier um, to do. Yeah. But there's. I mean, even Wayne. ones you probably never even thought of that like they've done them. 
I'll keep doing these. Yeah, I mean, that's what we have to turn to is recent. You don't have to be dead clearly now, uh, whereas before. I mean, well, where's the Kurt Cobain one? Where's the? That's so Gus not, Van Sant made one. That's, that's not. not it's a, not. That's like exactly a documentary almost. That one sucks. But, I watched that. It was like his last, you know, twelve hours yeah. alive or something. It was super weird. Yeah, I'm talking about like every other movie, Bohemian Rhapsody style of him, you know. Yeah. In a, you know, someday they'll do what it, will become Starbucks coffee shop, you know, <laughs> singing in an acoustic guitar. You know how it goes. You guys like my Kirk Cobain? <laughs> what if they made a? What if they made a Bieber one? Would you like that? Don't they already have those? And wasn't that called one? <laughs> And then this well, one's a, one love. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll make one of everybody. I don't know. Jay Z, like yeah. all of the people. No, they don't need a Justin Bieber one yet. There was an era where they made like three rap ones in a row. Oh yeah, yeah it was no, the no, NWA and Tupac Biggie, and Biggie. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this one. Uh, I don't. It, it's made by a real person. It doesn't seem. I mean, it, they're all cash grabs. All movies are cash grabs in a way. Um, but the the guys making this made the um, King Richard, which is the Will Smith Serena Williams uh, movie, which is you know pretty good, pretty well received. So um, it's not like the yeah like the Tupac movie I think was like real cheap. No one ever heard it was in it, and they just like put it out. This things these things are hot now. Um, but yeah, we'll see if this is any good. But it, it's just hard for any of these to be good because it just it's been done so many times, and you know yeah. Dewey Cox kind of killed killed it, but. Yeah, they they make tons of money, so yeah, you know what they're doing. All right, and then we got our last one here. I saw the trailer. Um, Sean didn't get a chance to see this. Um, oh, you did watch? Okay, Wonka coming December fifteenth. So this is one of the most anticipated movies of the year because uh, we all love the the character. Uh, they've done it twice before, uh, but now we get his origin story, which I don't know if I need. But um, <laughs> you know, the Oompa Loompa part will be fun. It looks colorful. It it's very British. Yeah, and there's a new Loompa played by Hugh Grant. So <laughs> that's part of the film. Which they tease at the very end of the trailer. Yeah. But what's interesting about it is, you know, Timothy Chalamet is not British. This I like that, very, though, because for a change, mm-hmm. we're playing right them. They're constantly playing us. It's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. That's true. It's a good point. And I, uh, but yeah, I like to Andy's point to piggyback off it. When I was watching it, there's a scene where he's kind of dancing around in the, the the streets, the city, and I was like, "This really kind of reminds me of Harry Potter in the scene when they're like going to get like the broomstick out, and he's like kind of moving around in the city." And you think there'll be any of those, uh, you know, those guards with the fuzzy hats? That's what I think of when I think. I don't know when those guys become uh, people. When do they? Because I don't when, know when. When Louis, does Willy Wonka take place? I mean, he's got to take place in like the twenties. Depression. I don't know. Yeah, because I think when they're uh, for sure they're in like the fifties or something. I think or sixties when uh, he's got his whole old family just yeah, staying you're in right. bed. That doesn't take place in present day, does it? No, it is, it is like during Which, the war or something. Yeah. Maybe. How obnoxious! Yeah. Like this so guy's been bedridden for you know. 10 years or whatever and then it's like oh we're going to a chocolate yeah. factory Le- ch- ah, on my feet that's that's why there's a lot of good memes about that there there's the internet does a good job like, like making fun of honestly that you be like what the shit family, Lou but, like you like, could have been shit you could have been clearing our bedpan this entire okay, time okay so Willie I uh okay so this is so I googled it when was Willie Wonka born it says Willy Wonka was born in 1917 
in New England. As a young man, he was a prodigy in the field of chemistry and earned his BS in chemistry from the University of Cambridge in 1938. So, yeah, he was born in America and he moved to England. That makes sense. Pretty good. To go to school. To learn about Trump. You better be. You think Churchill's Played in this? by... Yeah. He gets all pissed. Oh, shut this down immediately. And then, like, they give him one chocolate bar. Yeah. And Maybe. He becomes if, fat. As, if, as long as it's John Lithgow. Because to me, there's, I mean, Writes yeah, itself. Gary Oldman did it too. But I think Lithgow <laughs> yeah. is, you know, he's not far from looking like Churchill, really. So. Yeah. Yeah, so Wonka. Yeah. Be, it's your big Christmas have, uh, family movie. Big, big, uh, big yeah, Q4 for Timothy Chalamet there. He's going to be riding those space worms and then he's going to be baking chocolate for a little That little Casey so. Affleck is like, God damn it. Like, this kid's eating up all my work. You know, but they I mean, look identical. It looks now. like this kid is his son. Like how for the longest time, I thought that that little girl, Ariana Grande, was Jennifer Lopez. Like, like they're showing like, this is her on stage yeah. when she's 16. It's like, no, that's a whole different person. Like, it blew my mind. I mean, he... He played him. He played younger Casey Affleck in Interstellar, so they already, they already did that. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to get into what we've been watching, but before we do, that portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends at thecliplessleash.com. Head over to thecliplessleash.com and pick up the dog leash. You didn't know you need it. This leash works with your dog's current collar or harness, and when you plug in promo code, that is Tony. They're going to give you a 65% off. T-O-N-Y. Because they're friends of the pod. So head over to thecliplessleash.com and plug in promo code TONY for 65% off at checkout. It is the dog leash you've been waiting for. It's uh, it's so funny because when we have Sean, well, it's just I so, like much, like, I think so it's much like better. But we did not forget or, at least to do that promo last week. <laughs> Yeah, no, I knew it was definitely 50 plus, but it just goes to show you that even though I've heard that, yeah. you know, literally hundreds of times, I still, it's still like when it actually comes to you on the point, like getting ready to say, it, you're like, oh shit, how does he say it? But I think as long as you get the point across to give him the promo code and that yeah. you get a good discount, because they'll find out their discount nonetheless. Maybe those people were like, if they bought one last week, they were like, Hey, honey, I'm going to get a great deal, 50% off this leash. And then when they plugged it in, it was 65% off. Instead, they probably were like, oh, my God. Yeah, well done. All right. So, yeah. Well, for me, I've only got one thing, and I noticed, and it's the one thing that Andy and I watched together last week, So, and he's got it on his list. I so have two. I guess we'll do that one together. So we don't need to do it together right now, but I'm saying, like, it'll be part with him, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to start here with a, a franchise that I've been uh, trying to, to catch up on. Uh, of course, Mission Impossible, we've been talking about all day long here. That's just um, so I had that box set. I've never seen any of these, not even the first one back in the yeah. day. Um, so I watched. I haven't seen them either. Well, I think because I didn't watch the first one, I like refused when they made the new newer ones. Um, but yeah, I, I watched one through four now. Um, and it is fascinating that it's it's all different directors. So they're different, see different styles, different different eras so it's over multiple years but yeah the first one came out in 96 and it is a pretty solid oh, yeah. spy story with with twists you got john void in it um it's it's a small stakes movie um yet despite it being small stakes that was the highest grossing film of the year i, I think um kind of kind of crazy just a different era pre-comic book movie era 
Um, but then, then they made the second one a few years later and it's just so different in so many ways. Um, I remember that Metallica did a song for it and had a music video. And so in my mind is like Metallica also did the theme song, right? They play like the rock version of the theme song. Uh, no. Uh, do you remember who did though? No. Because it really dates this movie. Limp Biscuit. Oh boy. <laughs> I'm just like we're going from like okay, so it's we're going from class. We're doing John Voight, and then we go into Limp Bizkit. It's funny you say that today because I uh, actually to Sean's point at the beginning of this podcast, there was a woman that sped by today, like in the like she was one of those things where she knew the lanes were about to merge and we were at a light. Also in Mission Viejo, so she like sped out from behind, like I think me, to get to the front of that lane so she could just pass the person that was in front of me to beat them to like as the lanes merge. And her the back of her license or the back of her car. It literally said like, "Oh wow, laugh, live, limp biscuit" or something like that. And I was like, "Holy shit!" No wonder this chick's driving so fast. But yeah, it was uh, it was hilarious, and, and like I remember hating that Metallica song too. I was like, "Oh, these guys really suck now." And that was actually the song that got illegally downloaded the most um, by on Napster and caused all that that bullshit too. Um, Limp Bizkit's version? No, the, the Metallica song. I was going to say, because if, if it was, man, Limp Bizkit's just shutting down all music stuff. <laughs> Woodstock, yeah. that. Um, but yeah, the other big difference in this movie, it's directed by John Woo, who's a, you know Asian martial arts filmmaker, uh, like a legend. Um, the problem with this movie is they don't let him do his shit for most of it. They just try to tell kind of a spy story. Um, but <laughs> let the let the master do his work, because the final 30, of this mo- 30 minutes of this movie is ridiculous. Um, so many like Tom Cruise is doing all these spins where he's shooting people where it's like, I'm going to do a spin and then I'll shoot and they won't even be able to get me. Um, there's a part at the very end of this movie, two guys ride motorcycles at each other. They both go off ramps for some reason and they both decide to jump off the motorcycle midair, hug that's, each other. That's rock and roll. And then the motorcycles run at each other and make a big explosion, but they're both fine. Um, yeah, that's, that's incredible. <laughs> like if you want to do that shit in your movies, do that. Like don't tell a generic story. So um, that's got to be an interesting production of like, all right, buddy, you know, we know you're a, a legend in the martial arts movies, but like we're in America. And then at some point they gave up like, no, let's let them do it. Um, but then the third one's JJ Abrams, actually the first movie he ever directed. So, uh, before that, the reason he got this is because he did Alias, which was a spy TV show. But it was like, this is the guy who did Alias and Felicity taking over a big action franchise. Uh, a strange choice. Uh, but it seemed to work, but. Um, I don't think that movie was that good. Um, I think it was like a comeback and it got decent reviews and made money. But like uh, in the end, it wasn't that good. It's got Philip Seymour Hoffman. But um, then I watched number four and I really see where this franchise is now like taken off is that they just do a much better job. The action's so much better. Um, and it just, it just moves. And, and Simon Pegg, who was in the third one, but only had like one scene, uh, does join like the full cast in Mission Impossible 4. So... Yeah, I'm looking forward to watching the next two here at home and then maybe checking out the new one this week. It is you can coming get out, the six-movie bundle on iTunes for 30 bucks. Early. Um, yeah, that's not a bad bad little deal there because, I mean, they, they all deliver you a little bit something different. None of them are, are bad. Maybe Mission Impossible is be- 2 is bad. I'd say the first hour of that movie is actually bad because, I mean, you got Lip Biscuit, you know, in there. Um, They're yeah, fun. The, what I've watched is pretty good. All right, you want to take over here? Yeah, so Andy and I, uh, we watched um, Insidious together last week after um, 
after the podcast. Uh, we were also pretty buzzed last week. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I mean, normally we have a few beers, but for whatever reason, we, I don't know if it was just because that was the, it was a holiday week. Holiday weeks throw everything off where it's like, oh, we had work Monday, didn't have work Tuesday. And then it was like Wednesday. You're still on the holiday high. It feels like, I don't know. You just blink and it's already Thursday tomorrow. So you're already at the weekend. It feels like. So we just dipped into some whiskey and whatnot and uh, had a good time. Watch the horror movie. Uh, it was a horror movie he's never seen before, and it was one that I have seen before. And uh, Insidious is it's a well-liked horror movie. I mean, a lot of people, you know, they'll say it's pretty good. So, I mean, I, you know, enjoyed it as always. I don't know. I mean, Andy, I guess, is the one who hadn't seen it before, so we could see what he had to say about it. I mean, yeah, there's good um, design on, like, the ghosts, I guess you want to call them. They're ghosts, right? Um, and it's just a good concept of like the the spirit realm that you can yeah. certain people can kind of cross over into. Um, every every moment we're in there, the movie really is good. Um, yeah, because it's big on like lucid dreaming and stuff too. Like, yeah, it's the the astral plane is is the idea there, and you could project yourself into this other realm where it's like it's not the afterlife, but it's like where people are stuck. Um, Which is where people that you know that do believe in ghosts, like the paranormal people is they say that is where the ghosts are was why they haven't, why they do yeah. still haunt in areas. Cause they haven't crossed over because they are stuck in some sort of realm or whatever you want yeah. to call it. So one of the reasons I wanted to watch this last week is that there's actually a new one that came out this past week. Um, that is, it is the fifth movie in the series, but uh, the third and fourth movies are more spinoffs, not part of the main story. Mm-hmm. Um, but Insidious 2 is also part of the main story. So I did watch that as well. And I think that was better because... Yeah, I think I've they, seen that one too. They just but. start you right off because the the first one ends with kind of a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Um, the second movie just kind of starts right off and there's no like figuring out about the different realm. You're just in there immediately. Yeah, I think and it sounds familiar. They, they, they increase the amount of ghosts and little scares and stuff. And um, a nice little mystery that I, I think I was able to solve pretty pretty early and I was proud of myself. Um, so yeah, I was feeling pretty good about that that <laughs> second one. Um, and then I did go to theaters to watch the new one, Insidious: The Red Door, uh, the number one movie uh, this past weekend. Um, saw it on a Saturday night with a mostly full crowd because it's a fun way to watch uh, movies because you're all next, especially to each other. a horror movie. Yeah, yeah. There's the jump scares that get you see like it gets me, but who did it get anyone else? It's fun. <laughs> um, yeah. What movie? Oh, a Smile had a like three or four jump scenes that got me. Yeah. And it's been a while since I've really gotten like that many jump scares. Yeah. So the new one, Insidious, the Red Door, uh, picks off picks up with the uh, family from the first two. After ten years, the, the little kid is now off to college. Uh, oh, very good. And uh, his dad is, is is taking him there. They've had it's a rough relationship since the end of the second one. Uh, he's dropping him off at college, but you know they're not seeing eye to eye anymore. Um, I don't want to really spoil the end of the second one, but they're not. They're not doing the the hauntings anymore in in their family, um, and what happens here is that uh, they both start dreaming again, and uh, at the same time, the father and son. So Patrick Wilson, who plays the father, actually directs this movie, mm. um, but he's actually—I wouldn't even say he's the main character. The son is the main character here. Um, really, let's be his story. But like se- simultaneously and separately, they are each being like haunted by different things, and uh, you know. They they do they do another insidious. That's that's the best way to describe it. They're they're back in the back in the realm. Um, wish there was more Tiny Tim. <laughs> yeah, only, we only get one little drop of it, but um, that's that's really uh, iconic. I would say. Even I knew uh, that that it was in there um, from the first couple of movies. But 
Yeah, and, that, and and it is the return of the original demon who is not in the second one. It's a different, like, spooky entity in the second one. So it's nice to see that guy. I believe his name is, like, the Lipstick Demon or something. That <laughs> sounds what they call him. familiar. And I, I told Tony earlier, uh, the composer of this movie actually plays this character. So it's a, a silent character, but just in this crazy demon makeup. And it's a, yeah, it's a really good design. Um, I don't think this is, like, incredible. But it's a fun experience to go watch a horror movie. Yeah, I mean, I've seen I've seen one or two of the Insidiouses in theaters. I believe I saw the third one. I know for a fact I saw the third one in theaters. So yeah, they're good. Good to watch. Yeah, it looks in like the, the third and fourth are. Oh, I'm the, sorry, the, the goofy guys. Yeah, I don't. Okay, is this the fifth one then? This would be the fifth one. Then the fourth, I think I saw. Th- if I knew the names of them, I would be able to tell you. Maybe I saw third, third and fourth came in theaters. Out in 2018. So I don't know if that helps, but yeah. But it looks like the third. And fourth I'd have to you know, know. I'd have to hear the name. You know the the two like ghost hunter guys. That oh yeah, like, yeah. One of them's actually the writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think those third and fourth one use them. Oh, the other interesting thing at the end of the second one, there's like a little tease for like them going to help a new family that's been haunted. Mm-hmm. And the little girl, like a 10-year-old girl in there, was Jenna Ortega. And I was like, Uh-oh. hey, that's that's interesting. She was just meant for horror from the beginning. Yeah, she knew. All right, Sean, what about you? I think that wraps up Randy and I. All right, I had two. I watched a movie Andy spoke about a while ago from 2020. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen is Another Round. This is... Uh, Four friends that are high school teachers in uh, Denmark that decide, hey, you know what? The body is meant to be, you know, about 0.05% alcohol um, <laughs> at any given time. And, and so they decide, let's do a test and let's just see how we operate. Uh, their lives they're not happy with. Uh, they're, they're boring and blah, blah, blah. And it, it you know, quickly goes well. And then it, it, it continues and escalates and then it's not so well um but what i was most struck with so i've spent about a month in denmark uh, when i was a kid the whole difference over there in the culture of booze is crazy and i mean europe for that matter versus here um he's asking the kids and maybe this translates in a different way but uh like what their government recommends for uh you know alcohol on a, a weekly basis or you know whatever it is and he's like, for men, it's 14 units. For women, it's seven. It's like, is a unit like a can of beer or is a unit like four ounces of alcohol? What are we talking about? Uh, I didn't look I, that I think, up. Yeah. But I think a 12-ounce beer, a five-ounce pour of wine is usually what we It's one unit. Yeah. So, I mean, aren't we recommending no more than like two at a time? Yeah, remember you take those surveys, they'd be like, have you ever had more than two drinks in a sitting? I'm like, yeah, like, you're an alcoholic, yeah. you're dead, you should be in the hospital. <laughs> That's why right whenever now. somebody says, like, or like, do you drink a lot or whatever, I'll be like, oh, maybe according to my doctor. <laughs> like, not to like, you know, because it's like, to your doctor, we're all alcoholics. Yeah. Andy and I, right now, I mean, I'm, this is my third beer I'm on, I think. I've had two. That's usually where I stop. I think they even say, like, actually, if you have, like, one or two drinks, even, like, I mean, it's, you know, like wine or beer, like each night. I think that's actually like not really bad for you. Well, Stanley, like uh, one or two. Stanley Hudson has a glass of red wine once a week uh, with dinner it's for the antioxidants. Yeah, but I, I just know that uh, it is good to have like, I mean, like having one or two drinks at night, they say is like actually not not bad at all. But it's it's obviously it's the excessive. Like if you're getting, you know, drunk every night, that's obviously not good or yeah. like heavily even buzzed. But and- 
So one or two drinks, not a problem. In the movie, they decide, hey, not not at night, not on the weekends, just you know, eight to five kind of a thing for work. And they're even they have their little you know test and they're measuring. And again, yeah, it starts off they're 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 seeing improvements in their lives. They feel happier. They're sleeping better. They're working better. They're having more fun. Blah blah blah. But again, then they're like, well, what if we what if we escalate? What if we push it a little more? <laughs> and then finally, they're just. Shit faced out of their minds, and again, luckily it's it's Europe where they're like, you need some help. You, you want to walk it off or whatever. <laughs> their family gets upset, but like they're uh, just annihilated in a grocery store, and everyone's like, "Are you okay?" Like the cops aren't called or anything like that. Um, but yeah, it goes south, and then they decide, you know what? Maybe this isn't the best idea ever. Um, the other thing I, I took away from it, I remembered. So a buddy of mine was a foreign exchange student here, and he was from Copenhagen. It's a big deal when you graduate high school. They bring these little, like, you know, flatbed truck wagon kind of a things, and they just parade you around town. You wear, like, an outfit. I think it's all white or whatever, like in the movie. And you just drink champagne. You're, you know, 18 years old. Um, and they have that in the movie. It's like... That's neat. I mean, why wouldn't they continue to do that? But it just shows you so much difference, you know, between here and there, and uh, how it's treated. And I think they do a better job of that because we make it such like a taboo. Don't even look at it until you're 21, and then it's okay. And it's like, eh, I don't know. But good movie. I believe we talked about it on here too. That their Leo's getting his hands on it to Americanize it. Um, I don't know if that's still happening or, or what, but what a uh, platform did you watch it on? It's on Hulu and it's Ooh, all in sorry. Danish. I so might you check can put it out. on the subtitles or you can do oh, Americanized, wow. uh, whatever. Uh, that's when they're talking, but you can tell it's not adding it. Like it doesn't like the lips yeah, and the words don't, even I, come I didn't close. like that. I did that for, no, it's awful. Uh, beyond the Western front and I'd rather just read it. But then it, I, you find like they do a lot of talking in that. So you're constantly just reading yeah. it, not necessarily watching what they're doing. Yeah, that's um, you don't need to see everything they're doing if you have to, if you read slower, if there's scenes that are just a lot of dialogue. But it's good. I mean, Mads is, is phenomenal. And uh, it was just kind of fun to, you know, I haven't been to Denmark in 14 years. Um, so it was kind of neat. I mean, it's not, they're not in Copenhagen. So I didn't actually know. Andy, does it say where they are supposed to be? I don't remember. I mean, they're on the outskirts. They're in homes. So... Um, but yeah, it's good. Um, I mean, Matt's never really let you down. It does seem weird that he has both of his eyes, um, and they don't bleed. Um, he doesn't have an inhaler and he doesn't play poker. He doesn't have a dial of destiny. <laughs> yeah. So I haven't seen that one yet, Andy, but I enjoyed it. So it's uh, been on my list for a while to watch and yeah, it's on Hulu. It's about two hours long. Check it out. So last week I did my my top ten of the the first half of the year. Yeah. So I added to I'm trying to keep track of like my top movies of like every year. So I went back to like 2020. I had this number number two for 2020. Wow. Um, again, 2020 was a, a weird year. Not, not a lot came out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's good. So I, I definitely liked it a lot. It's interesting. It's it's fun. Um, and it's nice to see too that it's not just like oh here's four guys in Cleveland that are trying it like it's in a completely different part of the world so I I liked that aspect of it yeah. too I don't I don't find I watch a lot of movies that take place 
outside of America, or at least where it's like these four friends from, you know, Corona are going to Bangkok for vacation. Let's watch or them like on book, book club. Yeah. Some old ladies go to Venice. Oh, I didn't or see that, that but yeah, exactly. You're proving my point. Uh, no one uh, saw it. Well, I know you had you <laughs> had it on your list but... last week. Don't lie. Uh, the other movie I watched, and uh, just because of my love for the game, uh, but it wasn't bad. Uh, it's on Peacock, and uh, Woody Harrelson. Of course, we know he's a national treasure for basketball movies. Um, Champions. It's about a down and out coach who pushes Ernie Hudson and gets. Uh, into big trouble, gets a, a DUI, and has to coach uh, some uh, kids in the special league. Did the league. cops trick him? <laughs> yeah. Like hardball? And, uh, yeah, bit bad news bears. So it's a Bobby Fairley movie, which I must have not been paying attention to the screen when that came up as a credit. I just saw that now looking at the IMDb. Uh, but Caitlin Olsen from uh, Deandra Reynolds from Always Sunny is in it. And then uh, Ernie Hudson, obviously, and Cheech from Cheech and Chong. And then a lot of people you wouldn't really know. It's fun. I like basketball movies. I liked uh, Ben Affleck one where he's a drinking guy. I don't remember. Um, I will not see the new White Man Can't Jump because that's obnoxious to me, but I love the first one, the original, the real one. Um, The Ben Affleck movie is called The Way Back, and it was my number 11 movie in 2020. (laughs) I still have that list open. Andy loves his movies. So, yeah, I mean, it's definitely not my top 10 of the year, but it's a fine basketball movie. I, I liked the story. I, I liked bas. I like basketball movies, so I, I enjoyed it. It's only ah, it's actually two hours long as well. So I was a little surprised. I think when I saw that, um, you assume this kind of movie is no more than an hour forty. Uh, but it's fun. Yeah, Woody. Yeah. Woody wouldn't let it happen. What really is long interesting is these kinds of movies are always oh, it's a team that's never won a game, and then. Three, week, three hours later, oh, we're going to Canada to play in the finals for the Special Olympics because we're the best team now ever. It's like, no, I don't think that could have actually been realistic at all. But maybe a state finals, maybe. Um, but that's just how movies go. You know, they're always, it's the biggest game because otherwise, who really cares? But it's enjoyable. It's on Peacock. No. Was that really a thing? Like back then and something was like, well, if you had to do community day. service, they would make you coach like a... This, this movie came out like three months ago. It, but regardless, was it, was it, is it a thing then still? Or was it ever? So. A, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, was it like yeah. in the Bad News Bears era? Was it like, was that like actually a thing? When that the you judge had? gave you very specific community service. Yeah. Like remember... Now this? there's like, pick us some trash, you asshole. Oh, well, it's good. Yeah. I'd rather coach a little league team than have to go on the fucking side well, of the freeway. So in and, this like, movie, the judge knows that the coach just left the team... And knows that he's a you know a familiar well, it's, it's coach happened. with basketball, yeah. and so she's like, "Well, you can go to jail, or you can coach this special needs <laughs> basketball team." Who would ever choose jail? Well, they should do this movie with Bob. Huggins. So uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I guess chalk it up to maybe she is a philanthropist and an advocate who maybe donates or just is aware of the special needs basketball team. Um. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, yeah, obviously, it's just too kind of... Uh, it's a movie. What if you committed a crime and you were sentenced to hang out with McLovin? What? <laughs> Role models. Oh, very good, yeah. <laughs> Tony wins another point for that one. He's playing the wizard game on the top. But Yeah, uh, anything else to add? No, I think that's, uh, that's it on my end. Yeah, well, 
You've been listening to episode 332 of the Tony's Take Podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off-Road Andy. Goodbye. And Tony Katz. Yes, thanks for listening, and tell a friend. We'll see you later.